You are listening to The Pregnancy Podcast with Vanessa Merton. Hello, thank you for tuning into The Pregnancy Podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by Aeroflow. Aeroflow is a company that helps you get a breast pump through your health insurance. There can be some hoops to jump through to get a breast pump through your insurance, but Aeroflow does all of this for you and they make it so easy. To get this started, you can go to pregnancypodcast.com forward slash breast pump. I'd also like to thank Zoller for their support of this episode. If you want to get an awesome prenatal vitamin at a big discount, Zoller makes an excellent prenatal that has every requirement that I look for in a really high quality vitamin. Plus, it has omega-3s and DHA. Zoller was really generous and gave me a promo code to share with you so that you can save 25% off when you buy a month's supply on Amazon. A link to the vitamins with the promo code, which is prepod25, is in the show notes and on the resources page. We are kicking off breastfeeding month in the U.S. and just getting to the end of World Breastfeeding Week. So I wanted to celebrate with doing a few episodes on breastfeeding because I think a lot of moms expect that breastfeeding is just this thing that comes naturally and easily. And the reality is that it does not always work out that way. Last week, we talked about breastfeeding basics and went through just some of the fundamental things to kind of lay the foundation for you to get breastfeeding off to a great start. This week, we are talking about troubleshooting some common issues that you might run into when you're breastfeeding. Now, of course, not everyone is going to experience all of these or any of these, but there are a lot of things that I want to cover as far as troubleshooting, so I'm actually going to split this into two episodes. Today's episode is focused on issues that you're more going to experience in yourself or symptoms that you're going to see in your breast. And then next week, I'm going to talk about some issues that are more likely to show up in your baby. Although breastfeeding really is a relationship between you and your baby, and it has to work for both parties involved. I wanted to break down this information into more bite-sized episodes because there are a lot of random things that can come up with breastfeeding. But breastfeeding isn't really two separate things, you and your baby. It's really the combination and the relationship between those two. Overall, I really want you to be prepared and have an idea about some of these issues so that if you do run into any of these, you're going to know what it is and have some idea of how to treat it and know where you need to go to get help. I have done so much reading and research on breastfeeding And of course, I breastfed my own son for quite some time, but I am not a lactation consultant. And I really do not want to understate the value that a lactation consultant can bring to your breastfeeding experience. I really recommend that you see a consultant even proactively before there are any issues, but definitely at the very first sign that you were having trouble, that you think you could use some assistance or some direction, I really recommend that you see a lactation consultant or go attend a support group. I really can't emphasize enough how helpful it can be to get help as soon as you need it because it's so easy for a small issue to become a bigger issue. So you really want to take care of those things before they become a really big deal. 
And I know for a lot of women, the thought of hiring a consultant just sounds expensive, right? But a lot of times, these resources do not cost you a thing. La Leche League is an amazing resource, and they're worldwide. And you should be able to find a group meetup near you. And it doesn't cost anything to go to one of those meetings. If you are having your baby at a hospital, you're likely going to spend at least a night at the hospital, if not a few days. Use the resources that are available at the hospital before you go home. Ask if you can see a lactation consultant. A lot of hospitals will have these available to come visit you in your room. They may have lactation support groups that meet on site at the hospital. But I just don't want you to assume that you're going to have to hire a consultant and it's going to be really expensive because that's not always the case. A lot of these resources are free. And I will say that hiring a consultant is not overly expensive. Of course, they're going to range in price depending on who you're using. But I guarantee you that the money that you spend on that is going to be so well worth it. There are a lot of links for this episode and everything can be found at pregnancypodcast.com forward slash episode 98. And you're going to notice that I reference the Kelly Mom website quite a bit. This is an excellent resource for breastfeeding related topics, and I reference it a lot throughout the episode. So if you are trying to search anything online regarding breastfeeding, Kelly Mom, I think, is a very reliable, great resource. The first issue that I really want to talk about is leaking. Leaking tends to be common more in the beginning when you are getting everything calibrated between your supply and your baby's demand. If your breasts are full and milk is not removed, then they are going to leak. It's also possible that they'll just leak at random times, like if you hear a baby cry. If you are concerned at all about leaking, which does happen, then you're going to want to use some nursing pads. These are good during the day because it can be kind of awkward to have your boobs leaking in public. And they're also even nice to have at home or at night just to spare your sheets or bras or whatever from getting wet with milk. There are both disposable and washable pads. I started out with disposable ones after I had my son, and then I ended up switching to washable ones. I really love the ones from Bamboobies. I'll put a link to those in the show notes. And if you are listening to this episode when it airs, Bamboobies is running a promotion this week where you can get a free pair of their awesome pads. All you have to do is just pay a few dollars for shipping and handling. I think it's just $3 for a pair of them, which is a really awesome deal. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. And this promotion is running from August 7th to the 13th of 2017. And it's just good as long as supplies last. So I'll put a link in the show notes, or you can go to the Bamboobies website at buybamboobies.com and check out that free offer. You are likely going to hear that breastfeeding is not supposed to hurt. And that's true. It's not supposed to. But those first few days, it's really common to have sore and sensitive nipples. Just if for nothing else, because this is a part of your body that isn't used to this much stimulation all the time. Sore nipples are often related to poor latch. And as with anything breastfeeding, you always want to fix or correct the underlying problem and not just treat the symptoms. Of course, 
as you are correcting the underlying issue, you obviously want to give yourself some relief if you have any damage to your nipple. So some tips if you end up with sore nipples are to start your baby off on the other side. So if your left nipple is in a lot of pain or damaged, start your baby off on your right side because their sucking is going to tend to be a little bit more intense at the start and then not as strong when you switch them from one breast to the next. After breastfeeding, you can use a saline solution on your breasts. This is really easy to make. You can just mix eight ounces of warm water and a half a teaspoon of salt. And you can soak your nipples for just about a minute. You don't want to do it too long. A minute should be fine. And then you're just going to pat it dry and then put some breast milk on your nipple. Your breast milk has anti-inflammatory and antibacterial properties in it, and it can really help promote healing. You can also use a nipple cream with lanolin that can provide some relief and may speed up healing. Nipple cream and balms, I feel like it's recommended that you stock up on this stuff before you have your baby. This isn't something that you should be using every day for your entire breastfeeding life. This is something that should be short term to help in healing while whatever problem that caused the damage is fixed. So this is something that you should be using kind of few and far between. When you are not nursing, you want to try and give your nipples exposure to air. And if they are cracked or chapped, you can use a mild soap once a day on your nipples. Damaged nipples are no fun, but they will heal and get better. The more proactive that you are in correcting latching issues as soon as possible, the easier it will be to prevent problems like cracked nipples. And I'm going to put a link to an article on the Kelly Mom site with some healing tips for nipple cracks or abrasions. One thing that gets recommended a lot for nipple pain is nipple shields. These are made from clear silicone and they're worn over your nipple during breastfeeding. These can be used for a baby who's having a tough time latching. And like I said, they're often recommended for nipple pain. There are some disadvantages to using a breast shield and they're commonly misused. So before you use a nipple shield, you really should see a lactation consultant. These are really more of a short-term solution to some issues that there may be better solutions for, which is why I'm saying that you should see a lactation consultant before you use one. If you want to read more on nipple shields, I'm going to link to an article on the Kelly Mom site that explains some of the challenges of using a shield, including that it can be really tough to wean your baby off of it. So I'll put a link to that in the show notes. If you're considering using a nipple shield, I really recommend that you read it. Another issue you may come across is that your baby is latched onto your breast and it's really painful. This is likely due to them not being latched properly. To get them off your nipple and latched properly so that it's more comfortable for you, you're going to want to just put a finger in the corner of their mouth and twist it, and that's going to break the suction which makes it a lot easier to take your nipple out of their mouth and then start over. If you're doing this numerous times, it could frustrate your baby and possibly frustrate you. But in the long run, it is really going to save your nipples. And taking that time to readjust is really worth it. Some tips to help your baby get a good latch. 
are to tilt your nipple before it goes into their mouth. So you're going to aim your nipple towards their upper lip, and then you're going to wait to put it in their mouth until their mouth is open pretty wide. Another trick you can try is to kind of squeeze your breast to compress it, which could make it easier for your baby to fit it in their mouth. Think of this kind of like you would if you were trying to eat a big sandwich, right? And it's too wide for your mouth, so you're just going to compress it a little bit so it actually fits. Kind of the same idea. With time and some practice, you and your baby are going to find what works best for you. I really wish that breastfeeding was natural and perfect from the start for every mom, but the reality is that it might take some work. It is 100% worth it, but please give yourself and your baby some practice and some understanding that it may take some time and some patience to get it all figured out. Another issue that you may come across is that pumping is painful. The first thing you want to do if you run into this issue is try lowering the suction on your pump. If it's too high and you are uncomfortable, it is not going to work well. One, it's going to hurt. And two, it's not going to be effective in removing very much milk. You could also try a different sized flange. Most pumps come with just one size, and the flange is the cone-shaped piece that actually goes on your nipple. And if it's too small, it can be uncomfortable. A sign that your flange is too small is if your nipple is swollen or a lot darker after pumping, like it's getting bruised. It is normal for your nipple to be slightly bigger after pumping, but it shouldn't be significantly swollen. And your nipple should move easily in and out of the flange. And you can also try some olive oil to lubricate it and see if that helps. While it may be easy to separate pumping and breastfeeding, they are so related, and a lactation consultant or even a La Leche League member can help you if you're having issues with pumping. After the birth of my son, I pumped for almost a year, so I'm very familiar with how much work it is to get pumping just dialed in right. I actually went to a lactation consultant because we were having trouble getting my son to take a bottle. And thankfully, she was able to give us some tips and some encouragement that got us over that issue. So keep in mind, if you need help with pumping, with bottle feeding, even if you're supplementing, please try a lactation consultant or a support group. Don't just assume that they're for breastfeeding only where you're solely talking about your baby on your breast. Speaking of pumping... If you have not signed up with Aeroflow yet to get a breast pump covered by your health insurance, what are you waiting for? Aeroflow is a company that will coordinate with your insurance, your doctor, midwife, and they jump through all of the hoops, handle all of the paperwork, the phone calls, the prescriptions that are needed to help you get a breast pump covered by your health insurance. Aeroflow was a company that was not around when I had my son, which I wish they were around because it would have saved me hours and multiple phone calls trying to figure this all out on my own. But I am so thankful that they are around today for you. Aeroflow doesn't charge you anything for this service. And to get started, you can go to pregnancypodcast.com forward slash breast pump. And even though you may not get a pump until towards the end of your pregnancy, you can sign up with Aeroflow at any point. So just one more thing that you can get checked off your list now. 
Another issue that you could come across is when you get muscle spasms in your nipple and it can cause the blood to flow out of your nipple. So you're going to feel this as like a stinging or burning sensation and it can be pretty intense. And this makes your nipple turn white during the spasm and then red afterwards when the blood flows back in. Usually this happens after a feeding, but really it can occur in between feedings or at any time. If you need to stop a spasm right when it's happening, you can squeeze the base of your nipple when it happens, and that should stop it right then. Some women find that keeping their nipples warm can help. Uh, Sometimes cold can trigger the vasospasms. And if this is something that you experience, I'll put a link to an article on the Kelly Mom site that goes into vasospasms, or it's also sometimes called nipple blanching in a lot more detail. It's possible that you notice a little tiny white spot on your nipple. It kind of looks like there is milk stuck in a pore. This is called a bleb or a milk blister. If it isn't painful, you do not need to do anything about it and it will likely go away on its own. If it is bothering you, there are a few different things you can do to try and get rid of it. One is to soak a cotton ball in vinegar and then wear it over your nipple, like inside your bra so it stays put. And since milk has calcium in it, the vinegar can help dissolve that. Another thing you can do is to soak in the bathtub or shower. You can soak a cotton ball in water or in olive oil and put it over your nipple and your bra. You can also soak your nipple in a cup of warm water with two teaspoons of Epsom salt before you nurse. And that may help it kind of get worked out while your baby is nursing. I'll put a link to more info on this on the Kelly Mom site in the show notes if you want to read more about blebs and what you can do to treat them if you get one and it is really bothersome. A plugged duct is one of the less fun issues that you may run into during breastfeeding. Your breast has a lot of different milk ducts that all send milk to your nipple. When one of those ducts gets plugged, then it doesn't get emptied and it can get hard, it can swell up, it can be red and feel warm or hot to the touch. Usually this is due to ineffective removal of milk. So if your baby really isn't eating well, if you are getting engorged, this is more likely It could be caused by a bra that's too tight or doesn't fit well. So please keep in mind, it's really important that you are wearing comfortable bras and tops that are not digging into your breasts too tight. If you do get a plugged duct, the best thing to do is to empty the milk from your breasts. You also want to make sure that you're drinking plenty of fluids and eating well. Before you breastfeed, you can apply some heat to your breasts with a warm compress or even just hop in a quick warm shower and massage it. And then while you're nursing, you're going to want to massage from the plugged duct towards your nipple just to try and help that get unclogged. If a plugged duct is not resolved, it can turn into mastitis, which has the same symptoms, but they're often more intense and they can be accompanied by a fever and flu-like symptoms like aches and even chills. Mastitis is basically a more severe plug duct and could or could not be an infection. 
If it is an infection, it could be caused when bacteria enters through a point of damage on your nipple, like if you have a cracked nipple. To treat mastitis, it's pretty much the same treatment as for a plugged duct, but you also want to really make sure that you're getting rest, preferably staying in bed with your baby. You want to continue breastfeeding during this. Antibiotics may be used if it is an infection. If you're running a fever and have flu-like symptoms, please contact your doctor or midwife to talk to them about their suggested course of action and whether or not you should consider antibiotics to treat it. Plug ducts and mastitis are really similar, and there's a great article on the Kelly Mom site that compares and explains these two. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. One of the risk factors for mastitis is weakened immunity. And I will say I got mastitis maybe about two weeks in when I was breastfeeding my son, and it sucked. It was not fun. If I can do anything to prevent that, I would definitely do that. It is so critical to take great care of your health all the time, but definitely when you're breastfeeding, and especially in those first few weeks, when mastitis is most common, you're probably lacking a lot of sleep, you're going through a ton of life changes. One really simple thing you can do is to continue to take your prenatal vitamin. You know that I am a huge fan of the prenatal vitamin plus DHA from Zoller. With all of the research that I've done, all the episodes that I've done on vitamins and supplements, Zoller is still my number one choice for a prenatal vitamin. This is for a couple reasons. One is that it has the active form of folate rather than folic acid, which in all the research that I've done is something that I personally prefer. And the other thing is that it has DHA, which is so important for you and especially for your baby. And remember, when you are breastfeeding, your baby is getting all their nutrients from you. So you really want to make sure that you are getting all of the vitamins and nutrients that you need. So your prenatal vitamin is not just for prenatal pregnancy, but you should also be taking it when you're breastfeeding. Zoller hooked us up with a promo code so that you can save 25% off a one-month supply when you buy them on Amazon, which conveniently is also the cheapest place to get them online. I'll put a link to the vitamin and the promo code in the show notes, or you can just search Zoller Prenatal on Amazon and enter the code PREPOD25 when you check out. Another issue that you could run into with breastfeeding is engorgement. This is something that you'll likely experience when your milk very first comes in. And it can also happen if you go longer than usual in between feedings. When your breasts are engorged, they feel really full, like they're going to explode full. They can be really heavy, they're tender, they can be hard, and even really hot to the touch. And it can also make it difficult for your baby to latch. There are quite a few things that you can do to help with engorgement. The first is to nurse your baby. If it's hard for your baby to latch, then you can try putting pressure around your areola with your fingertips to try and press some of the fluid back so that the area around your nipple is softer and might be easier to latch onto. This is called reverse pressure softening. There's a Kelly Mom article 
on this reverse pressure softening that includes some pictures, which might make this concept a little easier to understand. Sometimes it can be a challenge to explain these over audio only. So I'll put a link to that in the show notes. You can also try a gentle massage from the outside of your breast towards the nipple. If you're engorged, you can express a small amount of milk by hand or with a pump. I say a small amount because remember your milk works on a demand and supply system. So if you're engorged and you empty your breast completely, then you just told your body that you need that amount of milk at that time and you're likely to get engorged again. So you don't want to remove too much milk. But of course, if your baby is actually drinking that milk, then that does make sense because then you really do need that amount of milk at that time. A warm shower can also make it easier to hand express some milk. The heat isn't going to help with engorgement, but it can help with expressing milk. If you are just really uncomfortable from the engorgement, then cooler temperatures might be more helpful for dealing with that. And I'm going to put a link to an article on the Kelly Mom site about engorgement so that if you do experience that at any point in time, then you've got a good resource to go to for that. So these are just some of the issues that you could run into in breastfeeding and more so the things that are going to show up in you. I really cannot emphasize enough to please get help, go to a support group, see a lactation consultant. These are resources that will be so helpful just to get over tiny little bumps in the road in your breastfeeding to make sure that you and your baby can continue to successfully breastfeed. To recap today's episode, we talked about a lot of different issues that could show up like leaking and engorgement. We also talked about nipple pain and soreness, even if you experience some pain using a breast pump. Hopefully this will have you more prepared if you are to run into any of these issues in the future. And of course, if there's anything that I can do to help support your breastfeeding, then I want to do that. I want to thank you for tuning in to the pregnancy podcast today. I hope that you find this episode helpful. And next week, we're going to wrap up troubleshooting with talking about some issues that are more going to show up in your baby. As always, you can contact me, Vanessa, at PregnancyPodcast.com. You can find notes and resources for this episode at PregnancyPodcast.com forward slash episode 98. You can find me on Twitter at PregPodcast or Pregnancy Podcast on Facebook and Instagram.